Welcome to the Own Your Hustle podcast. My name is Ruby Lee. I'm a side hustle coach, entrepreneur, and all the energy you need to turn your idea into freedom. Here's a little something about me. I was once nearly fired for having a side hustle, and today I dedicate my life and business to enabling early stage entrepreneurs everywhere to create options in their career and abundance on their own terms, some while still balancing a day job. Side hustlers are the future of work, and I am unapologetic for our ambition. From working through your 100 ideas to creating a successful sideline business, I'll share my own experiences, practical tips, and help you crush through those mindset blockers. So if you're ready, I'm ready. Let's get started. Hi, guys. Welcome back to my podcast. Today, I have a topic that has been, I guess, very heavily weighted on my heart. And it's something that I don't particularly love talking about very much at all. And I've had to learn to love talking about it. And that is money. I talk about it a lot because I coach a lot of early stage entrepreneurs. It is one of the key pillars that we really need to look at because a lot of taking the leap from side hustle to main hustle is absolutely financially driven. If you listen to my last episode, I talked about how that was one of my biggest fears, the financial aspect and really calculating what I needed to have a good, solid cost of living coverage and a feeling like I could actually do this. And it's very normal. I know a lot of you are very much in that same headspace at the moment. So finances and money is definitely a big overarching aspect to a lot of our lives as we think about growing a business, starting a business, taking the leap, all of that goodness. I mean, even if you are in a day job, I'm sure you're constantly thinking about how do you feel in terms of worth and how do you feel in terms of the salary that you are drawing in? But today I wanted to go quite deep with you and talk to you about something that is very, very close to my heart. And it's a very personal story of mine around money and money mindset. And in the hopes that it will also help you think about money and your own limiting beliefs around it and where your money story all began. And of course, it all begins with some of your influences in your life. So for me, it was my mum and my dad. My mum and dad have been married for 35 years, I think a little bit over that. And, you know, their marriage from like a long-term perspective hasn't always been amazing. It's always been a little bit rocky and it's always been, you know, kind of thinking like I remember sort of getting to that 18 to 20 20 years old stage and I was always thinking, I wonder what keeps them together and I wonder what's actually kind of, you know, what was their origin story. But the reason why I know now that their marriage was always not that amazing is because of money. And, you know, subconsciously, I know a lot of it has been kind of absorbed by me as as a young kid. Now, in Australia, we've got this thing called Dolomites. And when you go to primary school, it's a savings initiative that's backed by one of the big four banks here in Australia. And every single child gets to open a Dolomites account. And that was so exciting to me. You know, I was seven years old and I remember thinking, I'm going to put all my pocket money into 
the Dolomites account. Every week I would write a little check, like it was checkbooks back then, which was hilarious. I don't even know if checkbooks still exist. I'm sure they do for properties. Actually, I'm pretty sure they do. If you buy a property, you still need to write a bank check. Um, But anyway, regardless of that, I used to love it. And every single week I would sacrifice a trip to the milk bar or a trip to the canteen to get some goodies for actually putting money into my savings. And For that, I actually have my mum to be thankful for. She is so good with savings and my entire money story is actually defined by extreme savings and extreme financial abuse, right? Think of it like a fire and ice. My mum being the extreme saver, she would literally put so much money away and, you know, definitely kind of lock things away into investments, into shares, um, buying properties. Like mum was always the one driving that in our family. So that was amazing. And I was extremely blessed to have a mother in my life who was very financially conscious and even getting into my like twenties, you know, she was always the one in my head, um, sort of saying, okay, now that you, you're earning a full-time income, are you thinking about how you're locking yourself away for the future? So mum was a massive influence in me buying my first property when I was 23 years old. And then she actually, um, you know, told me that I had this like trust fund that she'd put aside for me, which boosted my financial abundance, which was absolutely insanely incredible. And even thinking back, I know I'm jumping all over the place, but this is just me going, oh my God, I forgot about that. When I got my first job as a checkout chick in Woolies, Woolworths or Safeway, it's like a grocery store here in Australia. I remember she said to me, give me 10% of what you're earning every single month. And I was like, why? And she's like, cause I know you, you're going to love to spend it on clothes at the time. And I love just like going to the movies and all of that. So I'm like, whatever, mum, here you go. When I turned 21, mum gave it all back to me. And it was so much money, you guys. And I was like, oh my gosh, I would not have had that without my mum helping me save. Now on the flip side of that, my dad was definitely uh, not great with money. In fact, my dad is a gambling addict. And it's something that I absolutely just hate talking about. And it it breaks my heart talking about it because I can't help him. And there is not much I can do to help him. And a lot of people have tried to. And, you know, with any addiction, whatever it is, and whatever you might be suffering from an addiction point of view, you know, just if you can, like, have someone that you know and trust and love try and help you. And my dad has been really fighting this addiction for years, years longer than even before I was born. And, you know, my mom has had such an incredible heart to help him heal and to help him mend. And there's been some good years and there's been some bad years and there's been some absolutely devastating years in in our family. You know, my dad has just absolutely ruined us financially. You know, over 15 years ago, stuff happened. You know, we I won't go into too much detail, but we had to sell the house, sell the car, all the savings was gone. Like it was major, you guys. And that absolutely defined a lot of things around my money story and around my perception of money and around how fearful I got of it because I it, I got to see firsthand how quickly wealth and money can just 
dissipate into nothing, into absolutely nothing. And of course, as someone, you know, in, in her young twenties and early twenties, there is this fear that it's like, oh my God, all that security and everything is gone and it's lost. And I swore to myself, I would never let that happen. I swore that I would never be need to be reliant on my mum. And I got myself a job that was financially stable. And I just saved you guys, like every penny I saved. I saved to the point where I was actually so scared to spend money. I was actually really scared to look at my bank account. I was really scared to do anything useful with it. And my money behavior reflected this for a number of years. Now, with any unhealthy story, when it is totally skewed towards just putting money away and saving it away and locking it away, it is an extreme story where you just sort of go, oh my gosh, like I don't even want to know how much I have. And then It got to the point where things in my personal life, I, in my previous relationship, I found a real void. There was a real void in so many things in, in my personal life that I ended up starting to spend. And I spent money on things that I thought was going to make me feel good. Luxury travel, designer handbags, um, you know, whatever it was, beautiful meals at hatted restaurants and expensive cocktails every single Friday with my girlfriends. And before I knew it, my savings was almost down to zero because I was just chock-a-block filling my life with a void that, you know, I thought, beautiful things in from a you know materialistic point of view was going to help me and looking back now i was exactly living out the behavior that i'm sure my father had when he was going through you know some of his gambling highs you know what made him feel good and what was giving him that rush i was finding that through material things and through expensive cars and fi- flying business class everywhere for no particular reason And quite honestly, I went from extremes. Once again, I was like a freaking pendulum and it was awful. And it got to the point where my very worst fears, honestly, I had to ask my mum for money because I was in debt. And I remember sitting down at a cafe with her and I still remember where it was. It was in Melbourne Central, city of Melbourne. And I said to mum, mum, And I had tears in my eyes and I'm like, I have just walked out of a 10-year relationship. I feel like I'm out of control. I don't know what to do. I just found out about dad's gambling addiction. Like all of it just kind of blew up at the one time. And this, you know, my mum just looked back at me and she just said, what are are your bank details? I'm going to transfer $5,000 across to you. Is that going to be enough for you to take yourself out of this. And I just looked at her and she's like, done. And that was absolutely devastating. I mean, it was the one thing I swore I wouldn't do. And I, I honestly like think back now and it's, it's one thing that I know it is a part of my story and it's a part of something that grounds me to who I am today. And And in many ways, I'm actually really grateful for that experience because it's helped kind of neutralize a lot of things. And it wouldn't be until years later that I faced my money story. I faced my blockers. I faced the reason why I had these certain behaviors in my career. And then also four years into my side hustle, realizing that I had certain behaviors as well. The behavior sort of manifested itself into things like not really wanting to spend money on the business and not wanting to invest in myself and to 
to go to conferences or to buy books or to engage with a coach. Like I was really calculative with coffees that I'd be shouting people and then obviously charging it back to the business, but I'd be very careful about that. I wouldn't feel comfortable creating financial abundance in my life. I actually before I worked with my last coach, I had such limiting beliefs around my pricing and how much I could actually charge and how much wealth I could actually build if I were to go all in with my business. In truth, guys, it's probably why it took me so long to take the leap. As a side hustler for four years, I actually knew early on that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I knew I wanted to go all in, but every single year I would tell myself that, oh no, I need to keep my day job because I need X amount more money or I need X amount more savings. And I knew that I probably looking back could have gone at least a year early, no doubt about it. And financially, I was always feeling a little bit sick to my gut about, I guess, just not really knowing how I could spend that money in a wise way. And I actually, it got to the point where I just got Michael to handle all of the finances. I didn't want to see it. I didn't want to look at it. And, you know, I, and he used to always say to me, babe, like, are you sure? Do you want to have a look at what's going on in the business? It's really, really good. And I'm like, no, I don't want to see it. So looking at it, you know, I just didn't know what to do with it. Like if you ask me, like, what have I done with the six figure side hustle that I built? Like I built six figures whilst working three days a week and I was still bringing in six figures through my day job. And, you know, people are like, what have you done with all of that? I'm like, well, put it into the mortgage, put it into a term deposit, put it into savings. Like everything again, like if you think about it, my pattern is I just either have it and spend it all or don't want to look at it and squirrel it away. And that's just, that's just that. I I mean, like even to this day, you guys, I have a $500 amount, like a budget that I spend on myself or that I guess I pay myself. It's like my treat yourself account. And I will use that for going out to dinners with my girlfriends or um, I'll use it on like my nails or if I need to go shopping and buy new clothes, God forbid, I hate shopping for clothes. But if I do, then I will spend it out of my treat yourself account. And that's it, not a cent more. And often I don't even touch it and it just sits there, right? I don't even have a credit card, you guys. Like uh, if someone's like, can you put on credit? I'm like, what? No, I don't have a credit card because I don't want to ever feel like I owe someone something. I don't ever want to feel like I have to loan something. I you know, I honestly don't even draw an income from the business yet. I mean, the business definitely pays for almost everything, our cost of living and our internet and our apartment. A lot of it can be written off on tax. There's the accountant coming out in me, but quite honestly, like I don't pay myself an income. And so I do definitely still see a lot of those behaviors and I see what's resonated from my um, money foundations and a lot of what my parents have sort of instilled in me. And it's not like my mum sat me down, like even in my thirties now saying, you must do this. No, it's what I've adopted out of the behaviors and out of some of the subconscious, um, behaviors that I've absorbed, you know, and I now fully believe I've gone through a transformation and, you know, this has definitely been in the last 12 months without a doubt where now I fully know that I have an incredible ability to make money. 65 K in 65 days is just one example. I've always had an incredible ability 
ability to grow in my career, even when I was working in corporate, I literally went from 60K as a graduate to 120K in like less than two and a half years. And it just kept going up from there. It's insane. I always topped my bonuses. I always got like high exceeds. I was extremely, um, you know, I've always been that type of gal who's like, I will just exceed and I will be financially rewarded for it. And honestly, like if I think about all of that, like the signs have always been there. I've always been very lucky in terms of financial abundance in my life. And then I squirrel it away and it just goes and it gets locked away and never ever to be seen. And I don't enjoy it. I don't enjoy having a lot of money. I don't know how to love it. And so the the one thing that I love to think about, and this is something that I just journaled about a lot actually for quite some time. And this beautiful analogy came to me, you know, it's like money is just like water and you think of a beautiful flowing stream and the water is clear. You can see down to the bottom, you can see fish in there, you can see it running over the rocks and it's, it's never ending. It's this beautiful, clear stream. I was not creating that clear stream. I was creating a stale, really kind of rancid rock pool of of water that was just kind of living there, right? Like, you know, if you look in, it looked a little bit brown. There was some gross like chatty bits like floating around, but it was a deep rock pool. Like there was lots of water in it, but it wasn't actually giving life to anything. There was no living creatures in there. It wasn't, if you tried to drink it, it'd be poisonous. You'd probably get some weird rash if you stepped in it by accident. That was honestly how I looked at my money situation. And I'm like, this is fucked. I don't want to be like that. I don't want to be the rancid rock pool that never gets to grow anything organically. And I want to have life in my rock pool. And so I started really welcoming not just financial abundance to my life because that was a given, but also abundantly and purposefully and intentfully spending money in ways that I know would reward me, reward my business, reward my family, give ourselves a lifestyle that we honestly started this entire business for. You guys know that we want to be able to chase the summer next year. In April next year, 2019, we're taking off, we're going, we're traveling the world. We are doing it. And all of this, setting up the business, putting it all online is for that one goal. And yes, financially, you need to still be very mindful. You know, you don't want to just jump out of the skydiving plane and just manifest that you're not going to be killed at the bottom. You want to have a parachute on, you know, you want to be able to tug on that and know that, Hey, like I know that I'll be fine. Like this is going to be great. And so this is literally the no bullshit version of my own money story. And I want you to really think about your own money story, because if you don't ground back to what your own financial behaviors are and what your own understanding about money is, how the hell are you supposed to build an abundant business? How the hell are you supposed to actually know clearly how to price your services? How on earth are you going to be spending it and investing it in yourself? You know, as a coach, a lot of the time I hear people say to me, I nearly didn't invest in you because it was too expensive. And then when they did invest in me, they were actually realizing that they weren't investing in me. They were investing in 
in themselves and helping themselves actually go, you know what, universe, energetically, I'm working with Ruby, but really I'm working with you to get everything in motion in a lot in a way that is just fast and quick and full of purpose and full of momentum. What I've realized about myself since, you know, really talking about my money story and getting real with, you know, why the behaviors are that they are. And also without a doubt, and this has been quite, oh, like my chest is feeling still quite heavy, but talking to you about the fact that my dad has a gambling addiction. I have no idea why, but I felt really ashamed by that. I felt really ashamed that if I told the world that, then it would be a reflection of me, that people would think that I'm a daughter of a gambler and that I must be irresponsible with money. So I almost just like did the opposite so that I wouldn't ever have to be associated with that, you know? But this is what I've learned about myself and this is what I'm okay with. This is what I actually really welcome in now. For me personally, one, money isn't my measure, but it's an ability for me to have choice and it's a bit, an ability for me to really get out there to the world and share my message. Second, money isn't meant to be stale. It's meant to be like a healthy stream. Third, money is energy and you have every power to change how you treat it. You can love it or hate it or nurture it. And I choose to nurture it and I choose to use it in a way that is full of power, full of a way where I can create a stage where so many of you listening in need to hear this message and you need to feel empowered to face your own money story, to break down your own money blockers, to get face to face with what your fears are and what's stopping you from investing in yourself, what's stopping you from investing in your business and what is essentially stopping you from growing a healthy, happy and abundant hustle. I hope this has been a really, I guess, you know, an episode that has helped you think about things differently. I know it's been a little bit more serious than my previous episodes, but this is just what, this is what's come out today. And, you know, if this message has resonated with you, I'd love for you to screenshot this, share it with your community, leave me a review, send me a message on Instagram. I'm at underscore Ruby Lee underscore because every one of your messages is just so incredibly soul filling. You have no idea how much energy you give me when you do. Just write to me on Insta and tell me what's been going on and let me know what money blockers that you have faced and what you're, you know, collectively, let's just do this as a group. Let's just go in to say, let's smash down through those money mindsets and be able to build healthy, beautiful, abundant hustles. Have an amazing rest of the day or evening whenever you are listening to this. Know that I've got your back and that you can absolutely own your hustle.